Good afternoon. Hello, it's a beautiful Sunday afternoon in Ottawa. And my name's Martin. I am Kaylee. And we're back on the Keep On Growing podcast. We are. And for those of you who might be tuning in for the first time, uh, we are married for five and a half years now. Yeah, we have four boys. We're raising four boys. And two businesses in Ottawa. Running two businesses. Um, What else are we doing? Trying to stay healthy and fit and active. Yeah, for sure. Trying to stay happy, stay balanced. Stay active is great. You had a great run this morning. Oh, I did. Um, there's an amazing community of trail runners in Ottawa, um, in the Ottawa Chelsea Gatineau region, and I've been running with them on and off for well over a decade now. And got out for a two and a half hour trail run this morning, and it was, it was like it was just heaven. It was so beautiful and perfect. So, nice. I'm filled with joy and adrenaline and. Um, a few scratches and bumps and bruises. And this is our first standalone podcast. For those of you who have been following us along, we have been doing a Facebook Live every Friday and using some of that content for our first podcast episodes. But for those of you who did listen on Friday, this is standalone podcast number one, where we have the opportunity to explore and expand Friday's Live even more, which is what we're looking at doing today. Yeah. So stick around. And for those of you who do not, um, who are not on social media and don't have uh, Facebook, you're mm, you're not missing out. Well, you are a little bit, but not really. Um, we're not, um, we're you're covering the same, you don't have Facebook. <laughs> the same type of content. But I think what we found is um, on Facebook Live, we would just kind of, we would start talking about things, but it would really get us thinking about um, what we were talking about. And I, I, would, I found that I was almost having kind of more aha moments that I needed a little bit of time to think about them further before I could talk about them more. And so we thought it'd be really fun to break it up and to chat about stuff on Friday and then take a couple of days to percolate and, and then go a little bit more in depth um, on the podcast. Yeah, and we gave people homework on Friday. We did, and we're so we're going to touch on that. You could. You we get did our rolling. homework. Um, so, how do we roll into um, how do we roll into our topic today? Do we have a smooth segue into our topic? From running to self-limiting beliefs. Let me think. Nope. Um, here's some today. Um, starting it on you a run and running. There's super a perfect well. segue. You know, this is a group of, there's some pretty elite, very elite athletes in this running group. And at one point I was up there at the front with a lot of them. Um, and so showing up, it's always a little bit intimidating on a group run where you don't have control over the pace or the time. And, you know, I think, am I, am I going to be fast enough? You know, I'm not fast enough. I'm not strong enough today. I won't be able to keep up. Um, all of those things, right? And um, and all of those, I guess, lies that you that I tell myself don't um, don't help me have a happier run, don't help me run faster or stronger. They they quite literally stand in the way, um, in between where I am now and you know if you're talking about running, like me having an awesome run. So um, to kind of blow that up into a um, a bigger topic. Well, you're. We've talked about it before, but tell us your story about running. Oh talk, my gosh! You talk okay, about self-limiting. Well, that'll segue beautifully because mm. 
That's a good Kaylee story. Kaylee grew up. Yeah, touch on that. That's awesome. Um, so I grew up, um, awesome family and a family, but, but and I, I cut out the, but I, I, I chose love my and family, but an amazing family and, um, a family who very set in their ways, um, and very set and established in kind of what we did as a family and what we did not. And as you know, McLaughlin's do this, McLaughlin's do not do this. And one of the things that McLaughlin's do not do um, or did not do is run. Uh, my father made that very clear from a young age that we are not runners. We do not like running and we are not good at running. So it was probably that first time I came home from whatever elementary school activity where they make you all line up and sprint 50 meters together. And I was last and I came home hardly upset about that. And I was promptly reassured that that's normal because we don't run as a family. And so that stuck in my brain and I just didn't. I didn't, you know, all through elementary school and high school, um, didn't go out and do anything that was running related. Or when I went out, I didn't try very hard because in my brain, well, I can't run, so I may as well, I'm going to fail anyway. Um, And then it was in university. I started running a little bit uh, just to, you know, take off that lovely frosh 15. Um, And then I got into uh, adventure racing and started trail running with my dad of all people, which is kind of ironic, dad, if you're listening, um, that we started trail running together. And all of a sudden I realized um, I loved it. And um, I'm actually really good at distance running. I'm very strong. I'm fast. I've had some incredible results. And I always wonder like what, um, what I would have accomplished or could have accomplished if I had been told that, yes, you're a runner, go run. So that's an interesting one, um, I guess, of a belief that was instilled in me from a very young age that held me back in that For area. Sure. Yeah. And I think we, we all have those. Yes, we definitely all do. And that's just... Um, part of our homework was to make a list of all of the limiting beliefs or all the lies that we tell ourselves. And, um, my, my, like I have like three pages of them. So that's just, <laughs> well, just one. And, and the whole idea behind why you would do this is that your beliefs, how did you phrase it? Are good indicators. They're going to drive your behavior. Well, I think your behavior, um, and how you act in your life is a, a good indicator of what you believe. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and doing uh, an audit of those beliefs becomes the challenge. That's what we were talking about just before coming on air. Yeah. And I, I think um, especially so, I mean, if you listen to this podcast, um, other than those that are just curious, um, you're probably also striving to live, as most of us are, a happier life, a more fulfilled life, one with less stress and anxiety and conflict and having more happiness and fulfillment and joy. And one of the things, um, you know, that we're figuring out is that all those lies and all those limiting beliefs, like they are literally, I mean, picture yourself standing here, you can't see my hands and then picture, um, you know, the finish line down the road a little bit with a giant sign that says like your most joyous and happiest life. And all of those lies and all those beliefs are just these like roadblocks standing in between you and that and that end destination. And and so it's, I guess, doing an audit and really thinking about what we believe and what lies we tell ourselves. Um, and most of them, like you said, we're not even really aware of them. Well, we talked, so I mean, one is actively 
telling yourself a lie over and over again. Yeah. And, and yes, you're aware of it and you may even know it's wrong, but you keep telling yourself that. And the others are, are lies and beliefs that you don't know about. Like you're not actively conscious of them. No. Uh, like being told you're not good at math. That was a great one we talked about before. Yeah. Even early, yeah. like in grade school. And so it may not be in your conscious thought anymore, but in your subconscious or you don't even touch math. As soon as the subject comes up, you shut down. Yeah. And I think, I mean, you think about it, you were saying like, there's the lies we keep telling ourselves over and over, even if we know they're lies. Well, why on earth would we keep telling ourselves lies that hurt us over and over if we know that they're wrong? And probably because those lies are stuck right on top of one of those beliefs right. that we've been, I mean, it's all layered, right? I mean, you're only going to keep telling yourself, um, like a good one is body image. You look in the mirror and you see like, I'm too fat. Well, the only reason you're looking in the mirror and looking at your body and seeing something that's negative saying, you know, I'm too fat and that's bad. I should be unhappy about this is because at, at some deeper level, at some point you've been told and society tries to constantly reinforce the fact that, um, you have to look a certain way to be good. Of course. And so, yeah. but you know, you're not telling yourself that deeper unconscious belief, but the lie that you keep telling yourself, even though you know it's wrong um, on some level is because it's linked to that thing that's kind of deeper into your soul, right? Absolutely. Um, that's a, ima body image or image in the mirror is, I think, huge for lots of people. Yes, I think especially and I guess the women. Well, women both. too, it's interesting. Both. You know, I've, been, I've struggled with the body image and I've struggled with um, healthy diet, healthy exercise balance. And it's interesting because spending from age... I don't know, 14, 15 to 21 as a professional athlete, like being the lowest weight you could be had nothing to do with aesthetics, mm -hmm. right? It just had to be in my sport. It was getting up hills fast and the lighter you were, the faster you went up hills. So, you know, keeping quote unquote skinny wasn't a healthy thing at all. Um, or sorry, it wasn't an aesthetic thing at all. It was just a number on the scale. Yeah. And the lower it was, the better the better you were going to be as an athlete. Funny, and that must right? have been so tough too, especially, and I mean, seeing the big boys and seeing that, um, you know, during that same age, like Otis, who's now 14, I mean, he's not struggling with weight, but you're also watching hormonal changes and they've had like a couple of years where they kind of still have some baby weight. They're still a little thicker and then they lean yeah. out. And I think so you being in a sport where weight was so important at the same time when you're going through puberty, where you have no control over your hormones and your weight, like that must've probably that probably did not help set up a really healthy mindset towards yeah. eating and weight and food when you probably didn't have a lot of control over your baby fat at some point as well. It's true. Can't really, yeah. Anyways, um, so I think like if we take a step back and if, you know, if anyone who's listening out there thinks, okay, well, how do I even know, um, yeah. you know, what beliefs and what lies I'm telling myself? Like, I just, I don't know, like, you know, either like I just, I'm not happy or I'm struggling. I think what was really interesting when I started making my very long list, I kind of broke it into different categories. So I, I thought like, okay, let's look at, um, I wrote down like little kind of columns. I wrote down 
parenting, um, marriage, like a lot of relationships, friendships, um, my health, my body image, um, finances, my career, my professional life, um, recreation, fun adventure, just my happiness. And then under each of those categories, um, I thought about where I struggle in each area because if your behavior is an indicator of your beliefs, then, and, and the limiting beliefs and the lies you tell yourself stand in the way of your happiness, then it probably makes sense that, well, it does make sense that um, if you're, so if, you know, I'm struggling in the area of um, parenting and my kids and how I feel as a mom, um, then let's look at what, what I believe about that. It's amazing. That's, that's an audit Total of your audit. belief systems yeah. because that's, yeah, great. I love it. Yeah. And the areas you struggle at going right into them with some conscious thought and going, okay, well, why? Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and so I guess it's identifying the challenge is in those areas. And then, um, what do I believe in that area that's contributing to that challenge? And then also, I guess thinking, okay, so thinking about those beliefs and especially if on some level, you know, that they're probably not serving you and they're probably not helping guide you down that road to happiness. What if we considered what life would be like if we didn't have that belief or we weren't telling us ourselves that lie anymore. You know, if I could look in the mirror um, and see just a beautiful, healthy, um, That's what I see, by the strong, way, when I look at and, her. And I do now more than I have in the past, actually. I, I'm, I'm, I've done a lot of work and um, this is something that is easier for me than it was for a very long time. But, you know, looking in the mirror and being like, you know what, this very imperfect body is awesome and it is strong and healthy and it's gorgeous and sexy and I'm so proud you know if or if I, if I could go back to that time when I'd look in the mirror and just and I you know my body wasn't any different um but I hated it you know if I could have asked myself the question then like how would your life be different if you could look in the in the mirror and just love what you see it probably would have I mean it makes me cry just thinking about it now a little bit because my goodness like it would have just help me see how much happier and free I would have been in my whole life if I could have just let go of that and changed that belief. But it definitely took a while to yeah. have a couple of kids to get my head around that one. Um, so reevaluating and writing about your current beliefs and doing an audit is a brilliant way to start. And, and I, I do it by writing them down. Yeah. And then I guess it's, you know, and, and it's that evidence base to run one as well right so you can you know you look at a belief and um do I know this like do I really know that this is true you know what is the scientific evidence what is the fact that backs this up not someone else's words not what someone said a long time ago but actual evidence um and then looking like where did this belief come from why do I think this um is it still you know especially if it's um something that's like coming to you know if it's like coming to you kind of ongoing almost um like I'm thinking social media you know if you're still feeling bad about yourself because you're still well I'm looking at pictures all the time of people that look better than me and you can see my air quotes but you can't um then maybe stop consuming that content right don't yeah we did a whole show on that in August just the content that comes at us yeah and uh, it can definitely fuel a lot of negative, yeah, and negative I, self-talk or negative comparisons. 
Yeah. And then I, and you know, and when you're ready to change that belief, you know, then also say, you know, I don't, I choose not to believe this anymore. Like I'm actively choosing not to. And even think of a new belief or, um, so if you're, you know, you're trying to dispel a lie, you're trying to get rid of a lie or stop telling yourself a lie, well then replace it with the truth. And so every time that, you know, that lie pops into your head, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not easy. This is hard work. It's practice. It's ongoing, but tell yourself the truth, you know, counter, I guess, counter that lie every time with the truth. And, you know, eventually and slowly you can start changing that that dialogue in your brain, it's retraining your brain, right? It's retraining your thought so process. So blow up a little bit for us or for me too, uh, starting off that audit. Like what, what do you look for? Because we talked about looking in the areas that um, you don't like to talk about or go into. Yeah. Right? Like some, like uh, someone said, it's the DMZ, the demilitarized zone is part of your, your your life that you just don't want to go into yeah. for whatever reason and it's usually because it's a place of fear yeah uh, and so when you start your audit if you're not some things you may be like oh yeah well there's like family finances I don't love to talk about or um well I guess it's that, like my love of butter I don't know things I don't like to talk about so I guess when you're doing your audit you you approach it from um what what in that area of life is, is, are you struggling with right now? Struggling. What is not bringing you happiness? Yeah. So right now, if you think about finance and you think, well, you know what? Uh, we're so financially strapped. Um, you know, we have no money to do nice things. We have so much debt. Uh, we have no retirement. Um, I live in fear every day. If that's the reality, if that's what you think when you think about money, I'm kind of just trying to paint a, a, a beautiful picture here. Um, then you kind of could take that step back. Like, okay, well, what do I, how do I feel about money? What do I believe about it? Um, you know, Will am it be I, happy? you know, um, am I, am I, man- how do I manage my finances? Am I terrified of money? Am I terrified of having a budget? Am I terrified of tracking? Um, do I, what do I think about um, people who um, have abundance and wealth? Um, do I have a positive? Is that something that I think, wow, that would be amazing? Or on some level, do I think, oh, I've always been told that people with a lot of money are these negative things and so maybe on some level if I don't believe that it's good to have wealth then maybe I'm always self-sabotaging in some way because on some level I feel like I it's bad to have it or if I've been told you know what you don't deserve it on some you know if at some point you've been told you don't deserve wealth or abundance then if you believe that again in that like deep dark right. place you don't even really know those the the, the beliefs you're yeah. going to then make choices um you know unconsciously to kind of support that right? right um so just the homework that if you want to kind of zip forward to that because yeah, yeah. we could talk about yeah. this forever um yeah. we gave ourselves homework to yeah that we yeah. were each going to um Sorry, I, can't, I don't know if you can hear me wiggling around here. My legs are falling asleep. It's my post-run cramping. Um, that we were going to each kind of try to choose four or five of the, the lies that we tell ourselves that are definitely standing in between where we would like to be in terms of happiness and growth and living the best life. And that we were going to talk about them a little bit and also talk about how we are trying to um, dispel them. Yeah. Did you want to go first? Well, I already started. I said the the one about cycling and growing up is is huge. That so what is the lie? What is the lie? 
Well, I guess like not not thin enough is always okay. a lie, right? That I think lots of people struggle with, but and you know, do you still struggle with that now? Do you still look in the mirror now and for sure through a lens of thinness, or do you now for sure? Yeah. Or are you now more because is it is it thinness or is it rippedness or is it sexiness? Rippedness. Um, none of them. Like I said, it's it it was always just a sport induced not thin enough so you can always be thinner so now that you're not cycling yeah it's still that lens though still that lens for sure because that was like late teen so what do you tell yourself like how do you look in the mirror and and love what you see well just working through the root cause which is like that's absolutely the silliest thing ever knowing that even even at that time probably not the healthiest thing ever and if you actually did the research on how much weight like it actually takes to impact you going uphill like it's just absolutely silly right and so um not thinking about it thinking about especially with the work that I've been doing in the last little while in the gym it has nothing to do with what you weigh and for me the gym is even has nothing to do with what you lift it's like are you getting stronger and more flexible as the weeks go on which is huge to say at any age so choosing a different metric with which to measure yourself and evaluate yourself that is not to do with appearance, yeah. but totally has to do with how you feel and how yeah. your body's and not performing. controlling food and exercise for, yeah. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. One that, you know, it's every day by 6.15, I feel this one. Um, I'm a terrible parent and a terrible step-parent and I'm failing. Um, is one, is a lie that I... Um, I tell myself a lot and I think it's um, just being right in the middle of the thick of having two toddler boys, a two-year-old and a four-year-old and all of the tantrums and the dynamics and trying to figure out um, how to make all the right decisions or how to make good decisions for them and then at the same time trying to navigate um, a role of being a stepmom. It's like the hardest job in the world. The hardest job in the world, and I don't know whether it would be, I don't know whether it's harder to start as a stepmom and then become a mom or the opposite. I started as a stepmom first and then became a mom, and sometimes I think it would have been easier to do it the other way, but that's a whole other conversation. Um, For my parenting podcast, I'll start. But so, I mean, this is a tough one for me because, again, this is, you know, it is a lot of it. Why do I think I'm failing? Well, what is my, um, what is my, what am I? Well, comparing myself to right, um, comparison comparison is, is the, the thief of joy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I mean, I was trying to find a different word first, but that's the um, that's the thing is I'm comparing myself, right? And and that's the worst thing I can do because it's not someone else's kids, it's not someone else's parenting. This is me, and I need to just I need to look inward and one, recognize that probably everybody else is also struggling and their kids are also not perfect all the time. Um, and that also, I guess, asking myself the question, you know, well, are you doing your best right now in this moment? Are you, are you doing the best that you can in this moment? Um, and the answer is always yes. In this moment, I'm doing my best. Um, recognizing that I'm not, I guess the other one is dispelling the myth that I need to be a perfect parent that there's no such thing and that I'm not always going to be perfect um, and having a bit of grace with that. Yeah. Um, 
being open to the fact that I can learn and do better for sure. Um, but that's a really tough one for me. Yeah. But I think the big one is to not... It's a tough comp- one for a lot of people when it comes yeah. to parenting and, you know, there's no such thing as a perfect parent, probably not even an excellent parent. We all do our best and... Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. So that's... um. But the big one, I think, is not comparing myself yeah. to others and just really looking at my kids and folk and focusing on the positive and focusing on the wins, right? Like the tantrums and the meltdowns, I mean, they take up so much emotional space, but in between them, there's, you know, the majority of the time it is good. Yeah. And, um, and there are lots of wins and there's lots of amazing moments. So I guess it's also focusing on that more too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay. What's your next one? Um, I got, I, I have so many, I'll probably maybe just do one, one more, um, which is interesting after going through like a, a hard science undergrad, um, like almost like I was called a pre-med and then into chiropractor school, but you know, not being smart enough is huge for me. Hmm. And yes, having an A minus average at university, which kind of needed to get into chiropractic school, it was very competitive program but um but before that it's interesting like so where do you get that from you're not smart enough like even coming out of professional sports and being like "Mm," and absolutely nothing to do um with the massage therapy curriculum and I'm like let me try out massage therapy first um and it was an awesome kind of primer into learning and then jumping on to university when I realized, okay, I think I can do more and then off to undergrad and university. But, and like you talk about getting someone saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. And I think about this a lot over the last couple of months, but just wrote it down this morning that, and it's so abstract, it's crazy. But when you're in grade six, I think, trying to comprehend that a year on earth is 12 months. Okay. Right. Like, so every year you have a birthday, but realizing that if you were sitting on, I don't remember what it was, Jupiter, like one quote unquote year is like a hundred years. Okay. hundred earth years. Okay. And so I'm going confused already on earth, if you're <laughs> sitting on this planet, yeah, Every year you have a birthday. Yeah. But it means that if you're on a planet that takes longer to get around okay. the sun. And, I'm go- and I went up to my dad and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is crazy cool. Like, if you lived on, I don't know what planet it was, it's so long ago. It's like Jupiter, like you would never have a birthday. You'd be like 80 before you had a birthday. It's like, like, well, nobody lives on Jupiter, stupid. Like, <laughs> that kind of idea. It was a little more um, subliminal of that from him, but just like the shutdown that that didn't make any sense whatsoever that you were dumb, okay. you know, and it's those little wounds that you're like, well, it's a really cool abstract concept that, you know, what, trying to figure out abstract high level math is incredibly difficult for me. And I don't know if it's all part and parcel that, well, you know, don't think abstractly because love you dad but i'm a very linear swiss german scientist mm. and i don't love thinking outside of the box the things that don't make sense like that so 
Yeah, and that's because so that's it. Maybe that's there's probably more things, but that was just that's the last one I want to share. That's um, um today, but just that like if if you think you're not smart enough, um, well, you're all brilliant. It's just a matter of if you have the work ethic to step it out. Well, that um that's like that feeds that feeds directly into my like fear of being a terrible parent because in a way it shows how powerful and impactful like I'm sure in that moment your dad didn't even wouldn't even remember that conversation no. he was probably busy and distracted and probably maybe he was like that day couldn't figure out something abstract so he's mad at everything abstract and he just kind of dismissed you but had no idea the impact that that would have on you forever and I think like I can pinpoint the exact moment when I became aware that I always knew that we uh, people around me and my family and kind of judged, like I noticed and judged each other on appearance and weight and stuff like that. But it never really, like I was always, I don't know, even through high school, like I wasn't, I didn't have a perfect body, but I never really, I thought I'm fine. Like I liked, I kind of liked what I saw and I was good with it. And then it was coming back from university after first year and had gained 15 pounds probably. And somebody made a comment about it. Um, and they weren't trying to be mean, but they commented about it. And, and I felt judged and, and all of a sudden I thought, oh my gosh, everybody is judging me. And and that was that switch that just totally set off decades of body image issues and eating disorder and self-loathing and exercise compulsion and so much stuff. And it was, I'm sure there was many other factors, but that was that catalyst, you know, and it's, again, it was something that that person was not trying to do that. Um, but man, the power of One little those little comment. things, eh? Yeah. It can be, and we kind of wrap, wrap that up for today but it can we talked um last friday about teachers preachers mothers fathers teachers preachers um a coach a like it a doesn't have friend. to be but i think the closer the person is to you the deeper it cuts yes. without you even thinking it a, yeah. pers- a person a, a love position but definitely a power of um a position of power or authority like a teacher well, um, as a mom, that's t- tells you something, and it goes it goes deep right away. And uh, so, do you have one more to share? I do. So okay. I'll have a thousand more, but the last one I'll do, and this is another one um, that I and in, this definitely impacts our marriage as well. Um, is I am weak and I am failing if I need to ask for help, and that's a really big one. And I don't even I don't know where that one came from, but I am fiercely independent, and I definitely fear being judged, um, and being kind of looked down upon if I need to ask for, if I can't, if I can't do something by myself. And this is one that's so interesting because how I, so how I work at kind of dispelling this one is I, I put myself, I switch it. And I think if anyone I loved, anyone in the world, um, needed help in this way, would I judge them? No. Would I drop everything to go help them because I love them? Yes, and would I do it with love? And I would I, you know, almost think more of them for being self-aware enough to know that they need help? Yes. And so if I would feel like that about somebody else, then why could that not also be how people would feel about me or I could feel about myself? So that's one of the ways that I, I work at dispelling many of the lies as I switch it. And I think if 
if my best friend of the person I love the most was feeling this way, would I want to smack them upside the head and say, why are you lying to yourself? Right. Um, but that's a really big one. And I think, mm. um, and especially like, I feel like that's another one. And, and like with parenting and, you know, I talk about like the Pinterest generation and social media where it's very easy to make it look like we have it all together and we can do all this. We have this beautiful house and these beautiful, beautiful curated meals and home baked cookies for your kids and this great career and you have time to exercise and you look great and you have all of this together and um and you think well if that person can do it without any help and all by themselves and still be happy and calm and balanced then how come I need to ask for help with any of it and um probably the reality is is that they're not doing it by themselves at all um and and that I mean the expression it takes a village like that's not new and it's not rarely used like that's like I mean our, our like look at so many cultures in the world right we especially with raising kids and having a family like it's it's a it's a community thing it's you're not supposed to do it in isolation in isolation you're not supposed to do it alone um but it's it's remembering that so that's my big one too is just that I'm not weak and I'm not failing when I'm asking for help but that's a tough one for me for sure it's huge yeah so if any of you guys want to hear the next, the other 8 billion um, on our list, want to talk about it further, reach out, um, send us a message. I'll buy you a cup of coffee or a glass sure. of wine. Um, yeah. I mean, anyone who's listening to this at this point probably knows us, so we're always happy to talk more. Um, but if you are listening to this and this resonated in any way, um, like it. And, you know, and even if you like us, like, we're trying to get this show on, this show on the road and we're doing this because we're passionate about it and we're, we're hoping that we can help other people. And, and, you know, the best way to support us is by subscribing, um, to the sharing. podcast, sharing yeah, and sure. subscribing. Apple likes subscribing. Well, I guess everybody does, but especially Apple, I think like subscriptions. So subscribe, um, support us, share, comment, tell us, um, what else you'd love us to talk about is, We'll talk about anything. And most importantly, grab your journal or a napkin and start diving in yes. to all those areas of life. Yeah, do your own. Um, take some time. It's, it's, it's really interesting. And it's really interesting when you write down the lies and you look at them. Having them on paper. Yeah, for it's, sure. I they, said that earlier. They look a lot more ridiculous when I write them down. I kind of go, yeah, that's, that's dumb. That's a lie. You know, when you see it and you actually see those words, it's a lot easier to see that that is not serving me at all and makes it a lot easier to then. Um, and you know what? Maybe what I will do is I will take my top five or ten lies and I'm going to put them on a paper and right beside them, I'm going to write down the truth beside it. The truth that I know. Like a Facebook paper, like up online? No, like on a piece of paper on my wall. Maybe I'll do it on, on Facebook too. I'll share it. You know what? I will. But it's more for me every day. Somewhere that I see them every single day that every time those little lies creep in, I have somewhere that I can look at on a regular basis and like read that truth that I know is true in my head that my heart is still coming around to. So um, that's what I'm going to do, but I will share it on Facebook. That's a great idea. So watch out for that. I hope you guys have the best week. week. Um, yeah. And if you are on social media, tune in to Facebook on Friday, Friday at 10 a.m. and you'll get a a great show. Don't know what it's going to be about yet. Take care. Have a good day. Bye guys. Good week.